look at Belichick, Brady, look at Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I mean, you, you need that head coach quarterback relationship, right? You've got to have, you know, different matching personalities, right? And you guys have to get along because, you know, you, you seek input from them and, and they, they give input to you. So I, I think that's also another just, I mean, match made in heaven where it's just, it's, it's perfect, right? That's Super Bowl winner Nick Leckie. He played center with Hall of Famer Kurt Warner and Drew Brees, so you could say he knows a thing or two about elite quarterbacks. He's also the co-host of the In the Trenches podcast dedicated to the Kansas City Chiefs. This week, 24-year-old Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year deal with the Chiefs, which could earn him half a billion dollars. It's the most lucrative sports deal in history. I'm Anthony Wharton. And this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hi, Nick. Hey, Anthony. Hey, look, at a time when normally the NFL is in shutdown, you know, everything's closed this time of year, isn't it? Normally, we get this monster news now, but these aren't normal times that we're in, and this is no normal player that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about a guy who's who's really coming out of college. Everyone was like, "What in the hell are the Chiefs doing?" Because, you know, he's not from a, a winning school. He doesn't have traditional mechanics, and and you look at right fit and, and what the Chiefs are doing with Brett Veach, the GM, and, and Andy Reid, the head coach. They've changed the they've changed the, the the quarterback scouting game, and I think with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, where you know. Baltimore essentially and Harbaugh essentially switched up their whole offense to suit him, right? Um, kind of like a Savile Row thing where, hey, you come in, come into our offense and we'll design it around you. We'll custom, we'll custom tailor an offense that suits your, your specific skill set. And instead of old school mentality of here's what we do, learn it. And which is why so many quarterbacks have failed. And, and I think that Mahomes – and the Chiefs have have just changed drastically changed the, the the QB scouting game, and I believe that more baseball player types who played baseball in high school are going to be more what you look at, like baseball, like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Mahomes. You know that they can make these off balance throws from from short to first or from second to first while while sliding to avo- or uh, avoiding a slide. Uh, it's it's revolutionary, and you see what half a billion. Uh, can get you these days in the NFL. I'll tell you why he'll be able to buy a Taylor's in Savile Row, never mind a suit from Savile Row. Colin Kaepernick as well falls into that list of baseball players who made it uh, over into the NFL. Look, you've played with two great quarterbacks yourself, Kurt Warner, Drew Brees. I mean, how special is this guy compared to those guys? I know it's going to be hard to compare, but... Hey, you played with some greats, but this guy just seems above and beyond. I mean, who knows how far he can go? It, and that's so true. I mean, he's really uncapped. I mean, you look at guys like like Kurt Warner and Drew Brees. You know, they have some some great talents, and they are extremely hard workers and they're focused individuals. But I do believe that the, the thing with Mahomes is that that he's a little bit more athletic, and and he has a cannon for a right arm and he can make all those different throws that you need that uh even as a youth you know you're taught to plant your feet 
make throws. And, you know, I, I've watched quarterbacks do that when I was playing the NFL. You know, I see them, you know, set up and do it. And now I'm teaching my, my 10-year-old son. I'm like, hey, don't throw it like that. But then I was like, wait a minute. You need to throw like that if you're a quarterback, right? You need to be able to throw on the run. And, and you see the stuff that Mahomes does. You just got to get the ball from your hands to, the right, to your receiver's hands. And that, that's what he's done to change the game. I'll tell you what, I don't think we're going to see him doing runs like he did early in the Super Bowl. Remember when he got flattened? It was either on the, the first or second Chiefs drive. And he, he's looking at it, and Andy Reid must have had his heart in his mouth. But now when you're forking out half a billion dollars, you might not want him to be doing that. Right. Well, you don't want to take your chances um, maybe in the, in the regular season. But if, if, if it's in the fourth quarter... Uh, you know, or, or of playoffs or the Super Bowl, then you're going to have to gamble your, your I don't want to say, but you kind of got to have to gamble the health of the quarterback by, by drawing up some run plays, because I feel like you have to keep the defense honest and you have to be able to send your, your, your star, your star player out there for a run to, to get whatever it takes to get the job done. But like I said, you want to sort of make that uh, queen swap uh, when it counts, which is, you know, playoffs or Super Bowl, you know, that then it's worth it. Then it's like all bets are off. L- let's dial up some more run plays to, to get the win. And he played some, made some special plays on a big stage, and he certainly is a special player. How would you have felt or how would you feel playing center for a guy like Patrick Mahomes? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, just, just from w- when I went from, from St. Louis in 08 to New Orleans in 09, right? I mean, in 08, St. Louis, we were irrelevant. Right. We we stunk. And then you go to a place with with a, a star quarterback and it really it, bizarrely enough, it kicks up your your game. It kicks up your your workout motivation. It kicks up your film watching motivation. It, it kicks up uh, how hard you practice, how hard you play. And it's true. I mean, look at when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. Right. He elevated that team to, you know, one of the most dynamic offenses in NFL history. They won a Super Bowl. And then after he left, you know, it all went to pot. But I think having a, a star at quarterback, you know, it, it's it helped them build a defense. You know, it helped them get Tyron Matthew last year and Frank Clark last year. Uh, people want to come to Kansas City now, players do, because they know they want to win. Because, you know, you got a, a once-in-a-generation talent like Mahomes. So uh, iron sharpens iron is the correct term. And everybody just is, is bought in. Everyone wants to win. I mean, they brought back their entire – wide receiving core from last year and the only other teams who did that were like teams that didn't make the playoffs there were five teams and they didn't make the playoffs it's unreal yeah you look to the future and you look at the season ahead and you just mentioned there i think they, they only lost four of their starters uh in this offseason and then the 49ers have only lost a handful of their starters and you could on paper see a rematch in tampa bay early 2021 if we do get a season this season in 2020 i know a lot can happen but on paper you look at those two teams and you're thinking hey we could have another rematch here nick bosa could be out for revenge for that holding call in third and 15 <laughs> you really could i mean you, you look at and then that's what i say when you have a, a strong core of of players who who are bought into the system who who are committed to winning that that's what you get and to have that sort of continuity where where you're not transitioning over more starters i feel as a team you just grow stronger like you just grow stronger because you know what the guy next to you is doing you know how to coach that uh on the flip side though your tendencies are all still there your tendencies don't change so you don't only have you have not only the the week that you're playing but you have last year's film 
of the same group of guys doing things. So you have more more data points available to study if you're willing to go that distance trying to beat this team. So that would be the one drawback of returning all your players is more data points on film to see tendencies. And uh, so, you know, as a coach, you're going to have to adjust to that and, and kind of switch your style and, and call up some plays that you don't, don't normally do. That's what makes football so unique and interesting, isn't it? Because... You could flip it. There we were talking about the positives about having so many of your starters coming back. But then there's the professional footballer in you, Nick. And you, you mentioned there that it gives other teams that chance, you know, defensive coordinators that chance to have a look at how the Chiefs operate and maybe, just maybe, find a way of beating them. But it's, oh, it's just the, it's the beauty of the game. That's why we love it globally. Absolutely. And then that's why you see some some teams that, you know, they, they make those on the fly adjustments or they make those halftime adjustments that they've already had in place and they bring them out. And then you see, wow, this game has radically changed. And it's because of those, those micro adjustments and, and in-game adjustments is, is how the great coaches separate themselves from the mediocre coaches. And then that, that's how you see teams make those comebacks and, uh, you know, how, how you, you drop a 21 point lead on in playoff time. So, yeah, it's fascinating, the, the constant battles. And sometimes, honestly, you could have the right play dialed up and maybe an offense lineman misses a block and you get sacked. And it's like, you know, you had a guy who, as they say, was going to hit his, hit his head on the goalpost with the ball and you end up quarterback sack for a 10-yard loss. Yeah, and let's not forget the Chiefs. Every playoff game this year, they were down double digits in each game and they found a way to win, didn't they? They really did, man. And if you look at that, that Garoppolo overthrow in the end zone uh that that would have been crucial had, had they connected on that touchdown you know we, we might be talking about uh, a, a different ball game entirely so yeah it, it's a game it's a game of inches it truly is and you know you, you can look at certain plays and say well that might not have affected it differently uh and it could have gone you know totally different right it's like like time travel right mm. or uh, the uh the butterfly effect that's right. right butterfly flaps its wings and creates a hurricane somewhere else other side of the globe I mean, it's the same sort of concept in football. You know, small little game of inches change the outcome. Yeah, and if, or if Emmanuel Sanders was uh, Debo Samuel, somebody younger, maybe with faster legs, and he'd have got to that. But it's all the ifs and buts, man. But this is all about Patrick Mahomes, the superstar of the NFL. And he grew up in the media spotlight, didn't he? You talked about baseball. His old man was a baseball star. And so he grew up in the locker rooms. And he's used to all the buzz and the hype, which I think also is an advantage for him and how well helps make him that little bit extra special it does i think when when you're when your dad played in in the mlb major league baseball for for what 15 years and your 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 godfather played for 21 years and and you might have grown up uh, seeing those guys in a locker room it, it what it does is it, it normalizes you to that 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 fame and that stardom and you don't get so so bright-eyed right where i think some people who, who grow up not around that, right? You, you can't envision success on that level. But if you grow up in major league locker rooms, you got to meet, you know, Alex Rodriguez and, and Derek Jeter and all these, you know, major superstars that I feel like that's something that, that it's just, you know, makes the pressure of big moments small because it's been normalized because it's what he, he grew up doing as a kid. And it's just, it's, it's invaluable. It really is too. And, you know, the, as they say, the spotlight, is never too bright for Mahomes, and I think it all is attributed to his dad and, and Godfather. You know, being around those guys, yeah. you know, it helps a yeah. lot. And you can't teach that, can you? Look, you're the co-host of the In the Trenches podcast, which is dedicated 
to the Kansas City Chiefs, so you're in and around this Chiefs team. Is Patrick Mahomes as likable off the field as he seems to be? Because there doesn't seem to be any flaw to this guy. He's almost a, a perfect quarterback and also seems like a perfect human being. And it's true. I feel maybe 20 years ago, let's say pre-2008, nine, whenever Twitter happened, is that I feel like maybe, you know, you look back at baseball superstars, right? Like Babe Ruth and, and Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle, right? Those guys were, were hardcore, old-school boozers, and uh, the, the media sort of protected them, right? And I feel nowadays with, with everything going around is that the media doesn't protect anybody. You know, they don't hold any punches, right? If, if you get arrested, if, if you know, you're, you're out, you know, doing bad things, you know, it's going to happen. But Mahomes is as genuine as it gets. You know, his, his demeanor is, is constant. You know, we, we've done interviews with him and, and you can just tell there's no like media. They don't have a, a media manager or like a, like a, a social person near him to kind of, uh, control his narrative like you would say a politician man he's as genuine as it gets and i think that's what makes him so so likable right i mean he's the definition of affable he really is man he's just great guy hard worker and just talented and, and that's why you've seen them build this sort of foundation for a dynasty in kansas city based around him and that's why he got this contract is because you know he's he's a good person and you know he really loves the city and it's just oh it's awesome to see really is awesome to see. I think around the Super Bowl, I told you about the uh, chance encounter I had with uh, another former Chiefs quarterback. Great. I tweeted it out uh, this week when Patrick Mahomes signed his deal. And that is uh, Len Dawson, who, of course, is a Super Bowl winner with the Chiefs. And there's that iconic photograph of him smoking a cigarette at halftime. He's almost the antithesis to Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) It really is, man. He really is. What do you think about it too? I mean, just different era. Like, I mean, a totally different era where, where then, you know, really wasn't, you know, nutrition really wasn't a thing. And, you know, um, cigarettes, you know, were, were still considered acceptable. And it's just, it's, it's so funny how, how, you know, was it like 50 years, 60 years can make a, a hell of a difference in between, in between two Super Bowls and two two totally different eras of football and it's amazing to think that you could be able to uh, catch a camel as they say at halftime and have a fresca (laughs) (laughs) yeah look there's his head coach Patrick Mahomes his head coach Andy Reid he's a guy who's been in the business for decades how important is their relationship within this deal that Patrick Mahomes has signed because they've tied him down now for 10 years and we'll see there will obviously be clauses within that contract but he is there for the long haul and a lot of that will be down to his head coach right it is well it, it's it's half and half right where you look at look at look at belichick brady look at drew Brees and sean payton i mean you you need that head coach quarterback relationship right you got to have you know different matching personalities right and you guys have to get along because you know you you seek input from them and and they, they give input to you so i i think that's also another just i mean match made in heaven where it's just it's it's perfect right where they just get each other so well and it's it's awesome to see like he he texted mahomes uh coach reed did for the draft about clyde edwards hilaire the running back out of lsu and said you know who do you want right and that's who, who mahomes said 
And so they drafted a running back in the first round, much against everyone's, um, you know, predictions and saying, you know, running back in the first round is bad. But once again, the Chiefs are not sheep when it comes to drafting people. Brett Veach is not follow the trend. He looks for fit. Right. You need the guy with the right fit for your offense. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire was a dynamic fit. And I mean, given Mahomes another valuable tool and a guy who can work, you know, not this year, but maybe next year. Mm. Right. You know, the Chiefs are drafting for two, three years in the future, which is brilliantly smart. Right. Because you need rookies time to to settle in and figure stuff out without having all the pressure on it. And you look at that division as well. And you think and you look at the building and the rebuilding that's going on with almost every team in their division and you you can't see any of those being able to keep up with the chiefs in the near future that they're what they're building elsewhere in the afc west is probably what two three years down the line it, it is i mean you just look at look at the quarterback uh, upheaval i mean exactly yeah. uh, um oakland or sorry oakland las vegas the raiders are they have two quarterbacks right which a famous um a uh, guy I work with, Srem Petro, he does uh, radio here in Kansas City. He says, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And, and I agree with that, right? If you can't make a decision, if you don't have a, a clear-cut winner, then you have nothing, right? You don't know who you're going to go with. And it causes, uh, to quote Thomas the Tank Engine, right? It causes confusion and delay. And then you look at Philip Rivers leaving the L.A. Chargers, and, you know, they're also dealing with a quarterback situation. So it's just, you know, something that it's it's baffling. And then you look at the Broncos where they got, you know, they think they have their their future Mahomes with Drew Locke, who is a, a Kansas City, Missouri uh, native. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years in the AFC West. If he continues on this trajectory, where does Mahomes go? The sky's the limit, right? Truly, 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 truly. I mean, you look at a guy who, who sat behind Alex Smith his entire rookie season and learned from, you know, I'd put Alex Smith up there as one of the greats. I mean, he had a hell of a career in San Francisco. Uh, I was a rookie. Uh, he got drafted the year after me, and I was in that NFC West with Alex Smith. And to see the beating that guy took by sacks, crappy O-lines, and then to see you know him you know losing a spot to injury to Colin Kaepernick, um, and then for him to be able to take all those lessons and you know boil them down and distill them for. Mahomes for his rookie year was awesome. And then Mahomes, his first full season starter, gets MVP. Second season wins a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, truly. I mean, it's just now, it's just a matter of, you know, what else you're going to do. And it's amazing. Nick Leckie, I've got to ask before you go, I'm watching Ozark at the minute. Uh, I know you okay. live in that part of the world. Is that portrayed rightly or correctly? I mean, it just, it seems like, a, I mean, it looks like a beautiful spot, but, you know, um, I'm sure it's it's not as uh, I don't know as as dark as it's portrayed. So Kansas City is bizarro because it's it's in two states. It's in Kansas and it's in Missouri. And if you live on the Kansas side, you always make fun of Missouri people as being like these sort of Ozark sort of personality, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you live in Missouri side, you look at Kansas City people, Kansas as kind of like these farmer types or whatever. So. The, the Ozarks portrayed is, is fairly accurate. It, it is a, a, an awesome area to go vacation. It, it's a cool little um, – it's a lake, but it's more like a river. Like if you look at the geography of the Lake of the Ozarks, and there are some places – there are some people who have million-dollar homes, 
And then there are some places who are living like Ruthie and company, you know, in trailers and stuff like that. So there's a massive, you know, wealth disparity in the Ozarks region. And then it's also a place where you see, you know, million dollar uh, speedboats, right? So it's, 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 a, it's got it all at the Ozarks and it's, it's a fun place to visit. And uh, it's definitely accurate with the the drugs, though. It has that sort of seedy underbelly as well. Right. Okay. Hey, and look, I like it. Ruthie, there you are. (laughs) Excellent. Good stuff. It's a great series, I got to say. Fantastic series. I mean, it's cool, too, like how I think the Narcos... Um, sort of theme from um, you know uh, of the the cartels and you always wonder you know what's the next step and it's like okay how do they launder money and it's it's really cool I think Jason Bateman plays a, a fantastic role uh, as the accountant for a cartel leader which is you know just fascinating you know stuff that you or I probably won't ever see in real life Dude. but we can see it from a safe distance on our couch you know while streaming <laughs> exactly <on iPad. laughs> yeah 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 we we could i could sit i can watch it over here in england and then just think that's not a life i want that uh, <laughs> <laughs> no good. thank you yeah I'm no good. thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> excellent well nick lecky thank you so much people can check you out on the in the trenches podcast which you co-host which is dedicated to the kansas city chiefs great to have you on man thanks anthony for having me on. always a pleasure And if that guy doesn't know a thing or two about quarterbacks, I don't know who does. Nick Leckie, former center, played with Kurt Warner and Drew Brees. And if you want to check out more on this Patrick Mahomes story, and as you heard there, he's interviewed Mahomes. He is the co-host of the In the Trenches podcast. You're listening to the Transatlantic Sports Show with me, Anthony Wilson. You give us a follow on Twitter at T-A-S-S underscore UK and I am at AR Wotton. That is W O O T T O N. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to bring you this extra bumper episode this week. If you haven't checked out the episode from earlier in the week where I chat to Cindy Barron from the Washington Post about the Redskins, both their ownership and the renaming of that historical NFL franchise, then make sure you check that out. And also, Go back through the catalog over recent weeks, the chat I had with Jeremy Curley, who played with Colin Kaepernick in 2016. He had some great things to say about playing on that 49ers team whilst the kneeling protest and all the attention was around Colin Kaepernick that season. The Niners went 2-14, and and Jeremy Curley said he's never played with a better locker room. So, yeah, go back and check it out. Oh, and by the way, sorry to keep you there hopefully you've got this far before you go hit subscribe and give us a five star review as well because then we can carry on bringing you all these great guests that we keep delivering week in week out and we could bring you bumper episodes like this one when the big nfl nba mlb stories happen for the time being thanks for your company stay safe we'll see you next time (laughs) 